I learned that the best way to fulfill our vision is to go after it. But when your expectation is off, you end up using your time and your energy to fight everything that is not your vision. You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tux Aroture. This is episode 72. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe we have everything we need to navigate our path. Episode 72 is How to Build Resilience. Hey, how are you? What have you been up to? Can you believe we are in March? Like we're even a third, no, not a third. We are a quarter of the way (laughs) into March. It feels like we're racing to the end of quarter one of 2023. And I've only just stopped saying Happy New Year. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, welcome. I am so happy to have you and I can guarantee you're in for a ride. And if you've been listening for, mm, I don't know, 20, 40, maybe 70 episodes, thank you so much. You're a trooper because you trust me to speak into your life and you keep coming back again and again, which encourages me because what happens behind the scenes when I'm going through challenges is this. I think about you. I think about the report I'm coming back to give because I cannot come here and say, hey, all that mindset stuff I've been talking about on the podcast is garbage. (laughs) Seriously. And I've also received messages of warmth and virtual hugs and texts and phone calls and everything following episode 70, where I talked about the challenging season I've been in. And I do not take that lightly. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Living Inside Out is a space where we embrace mindset changes through life experiences. And I share as authentically as I possibly can using my business and my life experiences against the backdrop of my Christian faith. Because many of us are held back from personal growth. We're viewing life through the filter of old mindsets. Some of it is not even our fault. We just kind of grew up with it and we just accept what our minds are telling us. But I believe that God created us with the resources we need to live the life that we truly desire so that we're not constantly fighting against what we have versus what we want. But we need to dive beneath the surface so that we can expose those limiting mindsets, recognize them, expose them, unearth them. And that's what we do here. So if you haven't subscribed, don't forget to do so. That way you do not miss a single episode and you don't miss fun announcements. Like the fact that I run courses on how to recognize and remove those limiting beliefs and that we will be hosting our first brunch event in the summer. (laughs) I'm laughing because I used to host these years ago, a few times a year, and I still have people asking me, 
when am I going to get started again? I stopped because life got very busy with my business and I um, just had to put that to the side. But I see there is a need for us to physically connect, especially for those of us that live in the United Kingdom. Not that we want to leave other people out, especially if you don't live here, but just logistics. Who knows? Maybe we'll start doing world tours and doing conferences in different countries. I don't know, but I know that the future is looking absolutely beautiful. So if you're not subscribed to receiving this uh, podcast, or rather, if you're not subscribed to listening to this regularly, then you want to do so. And also you can head to talksarotory.com and all of the information is up there. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter, which I confess is very sporadic, does not come out every week or every month. It comes out whenever it does. <laughs> I have warned you, but it's worth it. <sighs> so I'm at the tail end of what looked like an impossible situation. I haven't exactly gone into details because I'm not quite ready to do that yet, but just understand that it has been tough. I mentioned it in past episodes. I've talked about it on social media, but I am excited to share some of the lessons that this most recent trial has taught me. Because if there's one thing that it guarantees, problems guarantee growth, evolution, lessons. And I have been experiencing all of this. I believe that Difficult situations have a clarifying effect on the mind. Do you find that to be the case as well? When you come out of a trial or while you're in there, things begin to clear up for you. The fog is burned away by the fire. The chaff is removed by the wind that comes from the storm you're in. Okay, I know I'm starting to sound a little bit poetic. That is not my intention. But you start to interpret things differently when you've been through the fire. But one thing that it's done for me as well this particular season is it has made me more compassionate, more empathetic, because I can relate better with the pain that others are going through. Now, everyone is dealing with a different situation in their life and my conclusion is you don't have to go through exactly what they've gone through for you to have compassion and for you to be empathetic. Yes, you may not know or recognize the ins and outs and the intricacies of the specific challenge. Like if you haven't lost a loved one, like a, a parent, for example, you may not be able to empathize completely with what they're going through. But I know that pain is pain. And for that reason, you can at least understand that they are in a situation they'd rather not be in. And so it doesn't allow us to say, I know what you're going through because we don't, but it does allow us to feel the fact that they are going through a difficulty. I believe that everyone experiences pain, period. It's just that it shows up riding on a different horse. This one's for you if you're in the habit of comparing yourself to others or setting the world up as the background scene to your life. And that's exactly what I was doing. 
It's very subtle. You don't even realize it. And it creates this level of discomfort that will have you constantly trying to eliminate it. Last year, I met up with some old friends, a group of four or five of us. One is dealing with a chronic illness that they're going to live with for the rest of their life, is what the doctors have said. Another one is receiving treatment for a potentially lethal disease. One of them has got a broken relationship with their child. They've fallen out. Another one is having relationship issues with a loved one. You know, just everything you can imagine is happening to normal people around you. And these are highly functional people who on the surface, they have lives that seem okay or perfect. But it was that point that I began to observe intentionally and I began to notice and ask deeper questions with everyone I met who I had enough of a relationship with to ask this question to is, what are you dealing with? What's life like for you right now? And you know what I found? Everyone's dealing with something. It might be something as intangible as low confidence or self-esteem issues, or something that is as obvious as having a job they hate or money problems or relationship issues. And so I had to ask myself, who told you, madam, that it was supposed to be smooth sailing? Because of the season I've been in, I've been asking myself a lot of why questions. <laughs> Initially, it was why me? Why me? God, why me? <laughs> and then I grew a little bit and I moved on to God, why? Not why me, but why is this happening? And what is the point? What's the point of me praying and not seeing results? What's the point of me speaking your word and nothing changes? And I got stuck in that space for a very long time. And when you're in that place of asking, what's the point? Not because you want to know what the point is, but because you're daring God to answer you and say, oh, oh I, I forgot my child. There's no point to this. I don't know. But I know that it's a debilitating place to be in because it means you either think that God doesn't know what he's doing or that he knows what he's doing or he speaks the wrong person. To handle this and, and that you don't have what it takes to navigate the season. So you feel powerless and you feel stuck. And that is exactly where I spent most of this whole period of challenges. If you recall in episode 70, I shared some realizations that were straight out of that season. One that I had been banging my head against a brick wall. I'd been banging my head against the brick wall because I did not accept that things had changed and I was waiting for it to revert to what it used to be. Because now I had left the comfort zone, you see, and that's what it looked like. Being in a place of discomfort means that you are no longer in the comfort zone. That is why I'm such an advocate for self-reflection and journaling you know, that time in the day or week where you pull away from the business of your life so you can analyze your objectives from a distance. 
And this is also the place where you recognize exactly what's happening, that your pain or your discomfort is not pointless, but instead it's an indication that you're on the move and you've moved away from the old and you're about to get into the new. But when or if you're in your feelings, deep in your feelings like I was, you'll end up standing just outside that zone with your back against the, the direction you should be going to and you'd be knocking on that door and saying, let me back in because you prefer the comfort of the old to the discomfort of the new. And this week was, was it this week or last week? I think it was this week, was World, World Book Day. And I shared one book that has had a monumental impact on my life, and that is Who Moved My Cheese? I've left the details in the show notes. Who Moved My Cheese is a book that stops you staring at the old, or as Valerie Burton, my coach, will say, knocking on a door that's been closed. I will not stare at a closed door. That's an agreement she made when she found herself in a situation that was uh, past and she couldn't get back into it. And so acceptance can only occur when you believe that there is purpose in your pain and that that purpose is woven by God into your life, your past, your present, and your future. There's a scripture verse that I love that says, all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It means that the pain or the confusion is a tool that God is using to manifest your purpose. It doesn't mean that God sends problems to us. It just means that we will have problems because we live in a fallen world. But even then, God will use them as a tool to create good outcomes for us. And so that's why we have to keep moving. Because how are you going to receive outcomes if you're stagnant and waiting? We have to accept that uncomfortable situations are a normal part of life. And when you choose to see it that way, then you're going to stop trying to run away from it. And instead, you start to grow through it. And you'll be able to see it as a tool, as part of the complete picture, and not an annoying inconvenience. The third lesson that I mentioned last week was making space because life is growing from challenge to challenge, not going, but growing, or should we say growing through challenge. Winston Churchill said, success is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. And for years, I struggled with this quote because I said, no, thank you. <laughs> it's too negative. Not for me, but age, <laughs> age guys, age has a way of settling you down so you can see life for what it really is. And I don't subscribe to pity parties where everyone starts to list their problems and I lost my job and then my relationship fell apart and then I fell ill and nobody likes me and all of that stuff. Because I've come across people who have chosen to see their life as one unbroken string of issues and that too is limiting. But you see, as I get older and wiser, I'm learning this truth 
that everybody has to deal with pain from time to time. But we lose that enthusiasm that Winston Churchill talked about when we stop to worship the pain or we reject it and we stand and spend the rest of our time fighting it. And so acceptance allows you to make the space to grow regardless of what you're going through. With all that said, I want to give you three tips on how to build resilience because resilience is needed. Now that we know we're guaranteed pain because we live in a fallen world, you're going to have to develop some resilience, which you already have been doing. You may not have labeled it that way. Resilience is the ability to keep going when it no longer makes sense to. The first tip is to make an agreement ahead of time that no matter what you experience, you were pre-fitted with everything you need to handle it. One phrase we use in Nigeria is, <laughs> God forbid. If I were to ask the average Nigerian, what will you do if you lost your job? They'd most likely say, God forbid, it won't happen. Or if I said, what if your husband cheats on you or leaves you? They'll say, eh, God forbid, I reject that. And so our culture does not allow us to even imagine ourselves successfully navigating unsavory seasons. And when those times come, because bad times, as we now know, will come, we think we're in an impossible situation. And that's when we risk thinking God has abandoned us because surely this would not have happened if he was present or that God made a mistake. And that's when you end up banging your head against a brick wall like I did because you don't believe progress in the midst of this situation is even possible. And so make an agreement with yourself now, today. Don't wait for the next difficult situation. Make that agreement that while you won't go hunting for challenges to get into, you know that whatever situation you find yourself in, you got there because God permitted it. That's an agreement you have to make ahead of time because it is difficult and near impossible to start making resolutions about being resilient when you're already ne neck deep in trouble. And so don't wait, please do that today. The second tip is to look out for reasons to keep going. And by that, I mean, create a mindset of expectancy as opposed to um, a mindset of limitation and ending. My first year of trading on the King's Road in Chelsea was difficult. <laughs> My mind was completely overcome with pictures of failure. Every time something went wrong, I'll imagine it was the end. We had a neighbor that sold luxury children's dresses next door to us. We literally shared the same wall and their shop was always packed. They opened up a, about three months before I did. And so because we were both new in the same space and we served the same audience, we compared notes a lot. Now, their shop was always packed with people. Mine, on the other hand, I sell baby furniture. Not everyone who has a child needs furniture, right? So mine, comparatively, was quiet and I used to use 
that external uh, fact as an indicator of whether things were going well or not, which I now know not to, because now we know the inside is superior to the outside. Whatever's happening on the outside is not the be all and end all. It's what happens internally that matters. And so one day they came over to me and said, Tux, we're closing down. The rent is too high. Traffic isn't enough. We just can't carry on. And my immediate thought was, well, I too have got to join them. Actually, it was more like, who do I think I am to keep going when they are stopping? But I recognized, thank God, that I had two options. I was literally at the crossroads. Turning left will be to go with them, which was the most obvious and easier option. Turning right would be hold on to any ray of hope which you can find. And I did. I got a quiet promise from God that if I could just get past this point, I'd be fine. And so I held on to it. And then it began to run out. And then just as I was getting wary again, another ray of hope showed up. And that was a pre-prep school was opening up next door to us and that I will gain customers from it. They hadn't yet opened, but the building works were going on and I held on to that. Now, I held on to a promise, not a reality, not a physical manifestation because hope isn't always physical. Learning to hope in what you can't see is a skill you must develop to be resilient. And that's why Winston Churchill made that statement of going from failure to failure. A loss of enthusiasm means a loss of hope. And so looking out for reasons to keep going means that you look around you and you grab anything you can with both hands. And yes, that hope will eventually run out, but there'll be another one waiting nearby. One day I said to my husband, I was tired of hoping. I wanted certainty and I wanted results. But then I got a response from God and it was a simple question. Who told you? that it was supposed to be easy. <laughs> I tell you, that set my mind straight because really, where did I get the guarantee that I was not supposed to struggle? Or why did I somehow think that struggling and pain and difficulties meant that I was on the wrong path and that I needed to correct my path or correct the course? So it hit me that I had grown up with a mindset of expecting life to be smooth sailing. And when troubles arise, it's not supposed to be there. So I end up spending my time resisting since, hey, it's an imposter. I learned that the best way to fulfill our vision is to go after it. But when your expectation is off, you end up using your time and your energy to fight everything that is not your vision. And I know how hard it is to keep going when you feel threatened. It's like being in the wild with the snarling tigers all around you. Because when your expectation for life is that it should be smooth sailing, problems look like the end of that life. In episode 74, which will be out not next week, but the following week, two weeks from now, I will talk about how 
a polarized or an all or nothing rule stops us from achieving great things. And that's going to be a good episode. All the episodes are going to be good, by the way. <laughs> and my third and final tip is to globalize your pain. I discovered that I had somehow convinced myself that I was the only one going through this. And when you see yourself as the only one going through this, then your pain now becomes a never-before-seen, unsolvable, impossible problem. There's a level of arrogance, there's got to be, that comes with believing that of all the billions of people in the world, you are the one person who has a problem that cannot be solved. And I saw that arrogance in myself because if God is not a man, that he would lie. And his word says he is faithful. Why on earth will I think he would handpick me as the one person he'll go against his nature for? In the social media era where we can choose to present our lives as though it's an unbroken chain of wonderful events, globalizing your pain is a challenge in itself because you are surrounded by pictures of people whose pain is glamorized. The woman who has had her baby two weeks ago and she's showing her postnatal body and has one single little stretch mark, but then she says, hey, look, I have a stretch mark and I'm so proud of my body. I'm not hiding it. This is a real woman. No, it's not a real woman. A real woman looks different for all of us. Our bodies are different. Meanwhile, you have got a gazillion stretch marks and you look like you're six months pregnant. Now, if you are wise enough to unfollow accounts like that, you may still have friends or family who behave in that manner or they talk in that manner. So having a circle of authentic people is everything because you realize that, hey, everyone has problems. And then they help you to see things from a different perspective because often we're only looking in one direction. But when you place your pain against the backdrop of the world, you know, and you can see that you're not in a war-torn country, and if you happen to be in a war-torn country and you're listening to this, then hey, you've got internet and you have access to good material and even the peace of mind to sit down and even connect because peace is everything. So you look at your problem against the backdrop of the world and you'd see just how blessed you are. What this does as well is that it helps you recognize that everyone's dealing with something and it helps you take your eyes off what you think your life should be and accept that what it is now, including the pain, is the life that you're capable of living and designed to live. Now, if this blessed you and you have not yet subscribed to Leaving the Inside Out, what are you waiting for? Also, as I'm trying to grow my audience, can I ask that you kindly share this podcast with your friends and your family? Thank you so very much. I have added a new feature. Listen, now you can send me a voice note with a question 
and I'll play it and answer it on the next episode. It will make our space even more fun and interactive. And so again, the link is in the show notes, but you can head on to this wonderful new app, click it, record a voice note, a question or a comment, and I will share it on the next episode. You are awesome for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember to leave from the inside out. Talk to you soon.